Hi, my name is Carcia. Welcome to It's All Connected by Her Castle Girls. Hi, my name is Telly, and we're the Her Castle Girls, founders of the Bright Mindset Project. We are your mindful mavens and soulful sisters. Bright Mindset Project is a community that promotes the living your best life lifestyle through mindset, spirituality, and wellness. We believe that when the mind, body, and soul are taken care of with intention, we live the best quality life. We have the power to amplify our mindset and spiritual practices, become more magnetic, follow our authentic callings, lead in our own energies to become that version of our higher level selves that we know we can be. Our principles are based in personal and mindset development, spiritual practices, unconscious mind modalities, and yeah, some life experiences too. Cool with a bit of woo. This week, we are chatting with one of our most inspiring friends. Oh my gosh, We yes. are talking to a vet. She owns Yoglo. Oh, Yoglo. <laughs> she oh, is a lifestyle and beauty skincare influencer. And she is also a maverick nine to fiver. And her story of survival is so inspiring. We are going to be talking about her survival of cancer, her journey, going through her diagnosis, her healing, not only physically, but spiritually and mindfully. This is going to be a conversation that will really, I think, kind of rock you, move you, but also inspire you to push forward. It will definitely shake people to the core, but it's a good shake. She is just a gem. Not only is she not only is she a survivor, but she's just an incredible human being. And you guys are gonna love her as much as we do. So with no further ado, the owner of Own Yo Glow, here is Yvette. That is a dear friend from I would say I call it our past lives yeah. as hardcore fashion, fashion content creators. Chasers. <laughs> yes, it did sound like it, it did feel like chasing. It, we were always, everyone was always running, <laughs> running to a show, running to a preview, it's running. To- yes, yeah. Girl. it was chapter one of our lives. Let's put it that way. Of I love that. Yvette is a lifestyle content creator. You can check out Own Your Glow on Instagram. Own Your Glow. Own Your Glow. Own Your Glow. (laughs) On Instagram. Um, And she really is. What I like about the chats that we're having Mm -hmm. with people is that you know you know them in one way but right. we really get deeper and really get to understand the person where they're coming from absolutely and, um, their mindset what makes them tick and you know you see more than just the outside we are so ready just to chat with our friend Yvette a lot has gone on in her life yes. from the time that we met her yeah. to now mm-hmm. so Yvette the first question for you is how did you get here to where you are right now like <laughs> I know that's a question. I know that's a very uh, ambiguous, but like that's a very long. You have like an hour for me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'd say I'm pretty just like a normal everyday girl. <laughs> um, so like you know, I was a nine to five like corporate. What do I? 
corporate maverick is what I like to call it. Like, you know, the trailblazer, like, you know, but I always felt like that one side was lacking, which is like the creative outlet. And so that's kind of what like started as a blogging. God, I, f- I feel like I'm, I think we're aging ourselves by calling it blogging, but that's I the know. truth, right? Yes, yes. that's the truth. That's one phase, that was what it was. It was blogging, you know, be it WordPress or whatever, you know, other form and like, you know, it was really about, and so like for me, it was really about um, style evolution and like, you know, documenting and archiving the way my style evolved. Cause I just had this really like, you know, passion for like the arts and fashion and music and stuff. And so, um, but particularly in fashion, right. And I just love every aspect of it. Right. And you know, my whole dream was to become a fashion designer, but my parents, I don't know if it's an Asian thing. I don't want to be the stereotypical Asian, but, you know, but truth be it, uh, my parents, you know, did have different, uh, you know, like expectations. So they made a deal like they were like, you know what, you can study fashion after you get your university degree, because basically they thought, you know, artists are like the starving artists back then. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah so I I was like you know what fair so like I did that so like I graduated and then you know I was like I'm still not giving up on that dream of being a fashion designer I started working on my portfolios and then I wanted to you know submit um to Central St. Martin's which is a art school in London and then my like my I met my husband and I was like oh man I fell in love (laughs) love bug bit you (laughs) yes yeah I feel like every aspects of your life, there's always some sort of life event, but like timing wise, like I felt like this was it, you know, like when I met him, I was like, you know, I can really see a future with him. And like, so I kind of like put that dream to the side burn and I, you know, went about like doing my nine to five. I got into, I don't want to say fashion because I feel like in Canada, it was like more like retail, right? Mm -hmm. So like I got into the retail industry. So, you know, like, I worked at like um, Harry Rosen, I worked at um, HBC and Clamonico and things like that and you know in the office but it just didn't feel the same you know like I never got that fulfillment like oh wow like you know like what I saw or what I thought in my head of like what Anna Wintour does that yeah right. like, that did not translate to Canadian industry whatsoever so that's so, true <laughs> yeah, so I had like a little burst of like bubble moment and then I shifted my career into um talent management but um and that's kind of taken me you know traveling to different parts of the world um because of my job because I was working for a mining company mm-hmm. um that really sort of really made me find and like embrace the job that I do and I really have a passion for working with people I love I really have I don't know like I just love working with people and I think you know I hope that like the feelings mutual I think I've been doing good at it so far um so what I did is like in between that I started a blog right and then I met you wonderful ladies you know this opened up a whole new Pandora of like a world um you know and opportunities of course so I started in blogging and then in parallel I was doing like nine to five Hmm. um and then yeah and then I was like okay like where do I go from here and you know funny enough like even Instagram it was like a filter photo app do you remember that like when we were first yeah, it was just filter photos. That's it. Now that I look back at all the pictures, I'm like, this looks so old. I, it looks like I shot it in the 1970s. I'm like, right? Wow. 
You're speaking so much truth right now. Sorry, Instagram, but it's the truth. Well, no, I mean, it's true. It's it mind blowing looked- to see what it was not too long ago. Not too long ago. Right? Like, That's we're crazy. talking about, you know, 2012. Yeah, we're talking about, you know, maybe like eight years ago. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was a totally <laughs> different. Did I think that, you know, I don't know, Sapia was a cool filter? I don't know. <laughs> Where it all started, right? Yeah. It was honestly though, it was it was such an experience. Like who, you know, would have had that opportunity, you know, had you not gone into it, right? To so my husband then um got an opportunity to work in Singapore. So we took our journey there. Um and then, you know, I just kind of continued what I was doing on the side and I was like, okay, like, I think I can, you know, continue this. It was a little bit of a harder sell because obviously I'm sort of like a foreigner or considered to be a foreigner, <laughs> even though I'm Asian, I'm considered a foreigner because <laughs> I'm not from there. Right. But it was interesting. Like they were very open to it, but it, I think even for that country, like they were slowly getting into it. So it was still a foreign you know, type of industry for them too to really like understand what the concept of what it in and now, you know, like it's no longer blogging, it was influencing and you know, yeah. so like the concept was still foreign to a lot of um industries too, right? And so yes. Yeah. So it was interesting because like I, I got to attend like Singapore Fashion Week and like, you know, just collaborate with like local brands there, which was really yeah. cool. So then my husband's uh, company again had to relocate him to New York City and so we moved there and and there I uh, shifted like I also worked nine to five again but I was working in the beauty industry mm-hmm. and then I still continued what I did on the side but what was so interesting about just living in the U.S. is that they're so innovative like as much as there's so much like you know like of all these other negative things like the systematic racism and just like mm-hmm. you know like all these obvious like red flag signals right right yeah <laughs> the other flip side what's so interesting is like you know how sharp people's minds are like how innovative like how progressive their thoughts are right. so yeah you know, they're not afraid to push the boundaries right even like in a company so you know they're willing to take the risk they're willing to you know work with like all these different concepts and stuff right and so that's kind of where i was able to get my big opportunity so you know i was collaborating with puma and then you know like they reposted my picture and you know i like it went viral almost and you know it had like yeah. that effect and you know, and then I got, um, I was assigned to like a boutique marketing agency and then they started helping me collaborate with bigger brands, you know, so like, I was, I don't know, I started like collaborating with Unilever and like Coca-Cola, mm. I don't know, like just, it kept coming and I was like, wow, like this is amazing opportunities, right? Mm. And COVID happened. <laughs> mm. oh, <Girl. laughs> yeah. It so, <laughs> it's here it's the year was it 2020 yes, yes. that's when the world shifted <laughs> yes yeah and you know so we started working from home and mm. um my husband was like and, you know i sat down with my husband i said you know does it make sense to even like be paying the high rent that we do um you know because we lived in the city uh, when we lived mm. in the and 
you know, when we're working from home, right? So we, you know, made do, like we were trying to find out like, you know, how the relocation work. And we said, you know, it's time to go back home. So um, we came back home and then, you know, I, I uh, in between, so I also um, made, decided to make a shift. So I was, I'm, I'm still lifestyle, but I really right. want to focus on skincare. You know, with all this going on, I changed. So I decided, okay, like I'm gonna shift it to like skincare because that's something that I was personally kind of going through, right? Because I was oh, yeah. stuck at home. I was like, okay, how do I take care of my skin? Because my skin is not getting enough vitamin D because I'm not right. going as often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was just something that I was experimenting with. Um, just on my own and then I thought okay like since I'm doing it anyways maybe I'll just you know document it so mm-hmm. I started making videos I hate videos by the way <laughs> I was avoiding it as much as I can I swear you're hilarious oh, oh my you, you're you're being video recorded you're I know. <laughs> and then so we moved back to Toronto and I started continuing it and then oh my god I kid you not I, it's like just timing right like yeah all of a sudden so we're in year 2021 which is just yes. last and it's january and right it's like i don't know like first week or second week into it and i just felt so sick but it was like indigestion sick you know okay. yeah like um you know obviously i didn't think much of it because i was like yeah whatever right right <laughs> yeah then, Natural, right like you get food poisoning and you feel sick you go to the walk you know like that kind right. of thing. yeah 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 so I was like okay like I didn't think nothing of it for the first day and then the second day rolls around and I'm like okay like something's not right because like I started vomiting but it's not like normal vomit and it wasn't right. I don't know like it wasn't food that I ate it was like a I don't know like it was very like acidic and mm. TMI. tell me if it's TMI okay but no girl go ahead it's no, all good go ahead. so, so you know like i'm like vomiting and i couldn't stop and then i thought okay maybe like it's just like the second day right and right. you know in ontario starting i think it was the january like the december of like the previous year like right. they full lockdown right right mm-hmm. and so i obviously to be honest i was on i was trying to avoid going to the hospital if i didn't need to right right and then third day day three happens and I'm still like vomiting and I'm like, okay. So my husband's like, I think you need to go to the ER. And I'm like, yeah. I really did not want to, but something in my gut. And my husband is not the type to like overreact either, but he just, mm-hmm. just he felt like something was wrong. Right. And so, you know, when like they tell you like, listen to your gut. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was what it was. Like I had that yeah. moment where yeah. I was like, okay, something's wrong. Right. And so I went to um, the local hospital and I, and luckily, I, I don't know if it was the time because like I went at like three in the morning because like I couldn't even sleep after this. Mm-hmm. Went in and they, I, I didn't have to wait, thank God. And they saw me right away. I went through like a series of tests and then it was like six in the morning, like the same day. And the doctor, so I'm waiting in the, like the patient waiting area. Right. And, one of the doctors on call they come they come to me and they're like oh like do you want to go into that room with me and i'm like wait a minute like she didn't take anyone else when she was giving them the right results. yeah so i'm like okay but honestly even then like i didn't think anything of it right but i was right, just like right. okay. and so i went in and she was like oh like you know do you want and at the time like because of the lockdown they couldn't right. have anyone come with me 
as well. So the doctor was like, oh, you know, like, do you want, um, like, do you want your husband, uh, like, on the phone? And I was like, no, like, I, <laughs> I don't know why, but it was just like, it, it wasn't clicking, you know? Right, like, right, exactly. I had nothing, like, I did not suspect anything. So I, even right. when she said that, I thought maybe it was just like, like a normal process because like, you right. don't have with you. So I was like, oh, no, it's fine. So then she was like, oh, you know. Um, so the result was she found tumor in my intestine. And so it was diagnosed as a colon cancer, right? Mm-hmm. And it was funny because like at the time when she told me, like, I I don't even, like, I didn't, I don't even think I had time to register it. So like, I was very like, so the words that she used, to describe me to my husband like later my husband told me was you know she was very calm she was very stoic she was very focused um and that's the words that she used to describe me right mm-hmm. and now that i'm thinking back at it i kind of understand why she thought that because i you know it's i didn't burst into tears at the time i didn't right. i don't know maybe it's because i was alone too and she basically just told me like these are your options right she said you know, what I recommend is that we, get, you know, get you into surgery tonight, like that same day. But like, so she was like, you know, I, if I um, put in the justification, you know, like I can get you to get surgery for, you know, the like tonight. And that was like a 6 p.m. or whatever. Right. And I was like, OK, let's do it. I was just like so focused on like, what do I need to get done? Like, tell right. me what it is and like, we'll get it done. Right. right yeah. And so, yeah, and, and then she was like, okay, she was like, that's good. And then I was like, and I was like, oh, could I just call my husband? <laughs> so I just needed her to tell him, like, what she told me, right? right and yeah. so I put him on FaceTime, and then, you know, she was just, she just basically repeated what she told me. Yeah. And, you know, obviously he was so shocked too, because he didn't expect that. <laughs> right yeah absolutely so then i you know she just told me to wait she's gonna put in all the paperwork to get the approvals for um the surgery that evening and i was just waiting there and then you know like obviously i call i texted my husband i was like just telling him like you know like if you can tell our parents and like whoever like needs to know like you know and things like that um and i just you know i was just waiting really like um you know, and they were doing other things like to, in the meantime because I was still feeling really nauseous from like the vomit. So yeah, the yeah. vomit was because of the tumor. So the tumor was was basically blocking my intestine, and so I couldn't go to the washroom. And everything that I had eaten, like from to the right. tumor, was going up. So that's yeah. what. I'm, so that's what I was vomiting, and she told me that had I waited any longer, I could have been in serious danger. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you know when I said like something in my gut said go, I listened. Yeah. That's that's that part where I was like, wow. Like had I not like had I I don't know. I can't even think of the what is, but like you know if I had waited like another day, I don't know things like that. I'm just like it's crazy, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know I'm here today. I'm continuing, so I'm, I'm so like I uh, finished my chemo treatments, and I'm much better now. I'm Yay. in the process of it. Yeah, uh, 
I've, you know, taken a little bit of a break doing like the social media stuff. Like, you know, I was just not in that mindset either. Like, and I didn't think it would be fair to put on a fake smile and, you know, continue what I'm doing when that wouldn't be myself. Right. And um, so, yeah. So like, you know, now I'm slowly getting back into it again. So um, I'm doing that on the side. I'm back to working nine to five, like doing what Mm -hmm. I do in talent. So like, I don't know, like it feels like, I kind of continue, I'm continuing what I'm doing, but it's like just to help me recover in a more normalcy way, if that makes right. sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I think I'd love to go into, because the thing is, is I think for all of us, like mm-hmm. as humans, um, health is something that, Girl. you know, we either ignore it so we can sort of live a life in delusion life for the um, because it's easier. Yeah. Um, or we can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, and yeah, or we could take on the mindset of, you know, um, being hopeful, rec- recovering. Um, how, what was your mindset journey mm-hmm. like after your diagnosis? Because that's some hard news to get hit with. Right. And your mindset has so much to also do with your recovery. Right. Um, you know, the doctors do what they can do. But at the end of the day, I really believe that spiritual well-being and, and your own belief system has a huge part to do with that healing process. So what was that like for you? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I am not going to lie. It was a roller coaster, you yeah. know? go through like you said you go through the denial you go through the why me phase you go through can I even do this like I will tell you like I don't even know like to be honest with you like I think humans overall like we underestimate ourselves for sure because we think we can't do things but when you're put into that situation you know like you just you work with it. You know how to work with it. And whatever that means is for you and into your own definition, but you will work with it. You will make it work for you. Right. Right. Yeah. For me. Um, so just like a little, if I go a little bit back, like, so in between the time of like after my surgery, so like mm-hmm. I did, I got the surgery and got the tumor removed that day when I went into the ER mm-hmm. and yeah. then um, you know, she did tell me about colon cancer, but she didn't tell me to like the degree because she couldn't tell and she wasn't a cancer expert. So, um, so the next thing was like, I had to recover from the surgery because it was a pretty big surgery because oh, they actually opened yeah. up my, like pretty much like from like, um, like under the, under the breast, like, right. so like stomach to like all the way down to like my belly. Right. Yeah. So pretty big pretty big yeah. operation and she had yeah. she, so the recovery also took a really long time and I think that was the biggest struggle for me because I was like you know I'm so used to thinking like oh like you know next day like I can get up and like move on and go up, go on about my day right yeah, yeah. But no like you know my body was like can I swear but like yeah <laughs> yeah you know my body was like bitch no like it is too damn early like too early girl like I literally and like from the surgery I lost 40 pounds oh my gosh one week so I was in the hospital after my surgery for one week and one week I lost 40 pounds so I came back out of the hospital looking like a skeleton yeah 
I lost a lot of water basically. Essentially, I lost a lot of water because there was because all the food and everything that was inside me turned into acid. So like after my surgery and the tumor was gone, obviously my body was kind of kind of back to normal. So like it was getting rid of everything that was in my body, but right. it was all water. Yeah. So oh my god, yeah, it was crazy. And uh. then so that recovery process was probably the hardest because I first of all I lost 40 pounds and second is trying to recover from whatever this was right mm -hmm. and then and then on top of that I was waiting I had a waiting period because I had to wait to get a follow-up with the doctor mm -hmm. to really get a good diagnosis of what that was right mm -hmm. and so they sent like the tumor to a pathologist so they could do more research on it and all that stuff and so in time for when i meet the, with the doctor right and so um that recovery process believe it or not i still tell like whoever asked me um you know the recovery process from the surgery was so much harder in some ways than the chemo treatments themselves wow they're not yeah like that waiting period and of that recovery was like i don't know why i think it's also because like i didn't have an end date right and you know how like we can't work we always try to plan our lives right end goal right like we always have an end goal and we like to get there right but with this recovery period it's like it'll recover like my body will recover when i am ready to recover yeah my doctor told me it could be a month it could be two months i'm like what <laughs> you heard two months and you were like well, hell no <laughs> wow. like give me a date he's like oh i can't do that i mean it's all and it, and it makes sense right because like you know some people will fall back into their bad habits so That's it'll true. become a longer process right, right. or you know you'll be and funny enough, like you can be like so like organized and try to like, you know, do exactly or, you know, look up all the research and like try to find the best of everything. And right. that's also sometimes it backfires too. Right. That's so yep. really just about like listening to your body. Like if your body says, I'm tired, like just rest, you know? And if your body feels a little bit better, then yeah, like go for a walk or whatever that is, right? I kid you not, I was in my second week of recovery and I was like, I want to go for a walk, right? And I, I, my husband was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. And so we started walking from my house to like, I think like three, three houses down. Mm -hmm. And I felt so tired. And I told my husband, I said, I can't go anymore. And he was like, okay. He's like, let's go back. And as soon as I got home, I fell asleep. <laughs> that was so like oh, that's how your body is like you just have to listen to your body. Like your body yes. has like the plus side of this has made me very intuitive of my body, like listening oh, yeah. more. Yeah, absolutely. But it's such an interesting thing. But yeah, so like the mindset of it. So so that part was like, so I think that part was hard mentally because I was always kind of like, you know, that was the hardest part because one, I'm finding about that I had cancer. So now it's hitting me, right? Cause like at the right. hospital, I had no opportunity to think that cause you know, I was just focused on, I wanted to get out of the hospital so badly. That's it, you just yeah. wanna move out, oh, exactly. you wanna go. Yeah, so I was like, just so determined, you know, like every time I saw the doctor visit me, I'm like, can I go home? He'd be like, 
well, did you work? Like, did you walk? And I'm like, no. He's like, okay, you have to show me that you're able to walk and like, you know, get back to your normal self. And then get discharged. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was so focused, laser focused. And I, yes. I don't know, like some people, you know, ask me like, oh, like, weren't you alone? Like, don't you, didn't you feel lonely? Like, cause no one was, cause at the time I was locked down. So like nobody right. me. Right. But I feel like, no, I was, it, for me, it was like the opposite. I'm like, no, like it gave me like, self, like my own time to like work within my own needs. I didn't have to work as much as I love people visiting me. Like I didn't have to worry about, you know, entertaining them, like right. worrying about them. Like, it's just about me. Like I, it was just time for me, like, you know, get better, like heal, like whatever it is that I needed to do to get, <laughs> to get the heck out of there. Nice. Yeah. I love how you said that too, because I think yeah. a lot of people are like that, like being alone. I, I'll cry, but I'll cry by myself. I don't want anyone to see me yeah. crying and going right. through the emotional roller coaster that you have to go through. Yes. You kind of want to almost go through that alone so that you can process it. So when your family members come and see you and they start crying, you can hold yourself together and not to feel like, Oh my God, they're crying. Now I want to cry too. And then the girl. So yeah, I, I yeah. feel that. I also think mm-hmm. too, with this idea of, you said that you were so focused on just being able to go home. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because yeah, you were in your solitude for all this time to really build a relationship with yourself and your yeah. body. Because as women... We, as we've had discussed briefly before, mm-hmm. um, as women, we start having a very complicated relationship with ourselves, with our bodies, you know, when we start wearing a training bra and Girl, you know, that's we're where, that's getting the, made downhill fun of. from there. We, yeah, we <laughs> hate, <downhill>. we <laughs> hate our breasts and yeah. then, you know, we start having our cycle um, and then we start hating our periods because start hating our I'm embarrassed. Period, yeah. yeah. And so we're embarrassed about a lot of things about our bodies. Yeah. And I think that it's interesting, Yvette, that you had this moment to really sit down and say, well, I'm going to really listen and have this intuitive relationship with my body and mm-hmm. focus on that so I can get well. And I think that's such a a revelation because people, when COVID happened, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of us were sitting at home, you know, and we were like, man, this is, I'm bored. Yeah. I need to be around people. Like if I'm not around at least 12 people a day, what is my life? Mm-hmm. Yet you found somewhat of strength and a gift in being Being alone alone. so i find that very interesting at that the timing of of what um happened um with you and Mm -hmm. and your family you know it's interesting that you mentioned about like women right i feel like we go through so much and there's so much expectancy as a woman in society so much right? right Like when you're a girl, like going through puberty, like you said, you know, you go through your training bras and your period. And then, you know, you go through like, um, you know, a relationship and then you have to worry about like contraceptives and like, you know, birth controls and all that stuff. Right. And then, you know, you get into marriage and then, you know, it's about having babies and then, yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, and that's so funny because so just not, I didn't want to overshare, but, you know, I just did want to mention in 2019, I went through two miscarriages two miscarriages myself right mm-hmm. so like, 
like being a woman and like you know having these expectancies from society is crazy like you know and I and so why I was so caught off guard with even my cancer journey or just even the fact that I had cancer was because uh, because of my history like so in 2019 when I went through those miscarriages I went through so many series of tests like you name it and because I was in the U.S. at the time too like mm-hmm. you name it and you know like you know like there's so much more advanced because of like the you know like their their healthcare system you know you pay right. for so like you can get the top doctors you can get the top tests of everything right. yeah. you can afford it right and so yes. yeah I went through all those series of tests that's why it caught me off guard because during those tests nothing was a red flag to say yeah. or like that something was wrong with me and it's funny because even then like I had not told anyone about the journey that I went through because it like the first time it happened you know it was so much harder too and mm-hmm. I hate talking about it but maybe you know this is this is my opportunity and this is my platform you know on your platform because you know we don't talk about it as women we're always taboo and we're always like judged on it like you know, even amongst women, you know, we're always judging each other. Like it's so yeah. tough, you know, and yeah, it, it's, it's hard. So like the first time, you know, like I went through the miscarriage, it was actually harder than the second time. Yeah. The second time it was harder because it was more heartbreaking because yeah. we were much more further along the way. And then we had even shared it with our family. And so it was harder because it felt like such a disappointment, not just for myself, but for all the people that I loved around me yeah yeah oh boy yeah it's you know I think yeah when it comes to you know miscarriages I do feel that there needs to be more information support for women because we 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 don't talk about it and And if a woman does they get like brutalized yeah there's always some negative thing that is backlash which and the sad part is that the brutalizing comes from other women. And that's what kind of ticks me off. Cause it's like, are you kidding me? We should be binding together and giving this woman some support. Sending all the healing. Why are you there here bashing? That's it. And... I'm totally with that. I'm like going through it. Like, you know, I, it was almost like not expected, but it felt like I had to get over it because like I had to yeah. move on. Right? The society. Like, yeah. Like I never had a moment to like, even not feel bad for myself, but to be like, it's okay. Right. You know, right. Yeah. Like I, I, li- I think literally after like one week, I went back to work. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I don't think I even gave myself the time. So I don't know if like this, this cancer journey was like a real strong signal somewhere out in the universe, you know, a greater force is telling me you need to slow down. You know, you wow. don't even think yourself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my coaching hat went on for a few seconds right there, and I was like, "Girl, that means you needed to slow down." Yeah, maybe, maybe. But it was hard. I'm telling you. Oh, absolutely. I can't even imagine. Like my so yeah so going through this. So here's another you know crazy story. So from January to February is like the healing time it literally took me a good four weeks to really feel like kind of back to normal like right. on my week, i remember my husband telling me like oh like you finally have color in your face wow. like up until then i was still pretty flush like and yeah. like well like yeah. i guess 
still look kind of very like weak and frail, you know? And I kid you not, I swear it's like universal timing. Okay. So the fourth week is when I had my follow-up with the doctor. Right. Mm -hmm. And the doctor's like, um, you know, so like she was telling me, okay, so she got the results from the pathologist. It was stage three cancer. Stage three, what? you know, stage four is like the, the last. Yeah, that's, that's the last. Yeah. So it was pretty critical. But you know what's so crazy? I had no indication whatsoever. Like it had, I had any, and I'm pretty like, you know, I'm, I'm not the one to like shrug off something. If like, right. like mm-hmm. if I told something, but I had no indication whatsoever, you know? And I was like, wow, like, that is so crazy. So like, now that I learned more, that is when it started to hit me because so then my doctor was like, okay, so you're going to go through chemo for um, 12, so 12 treatments. Okay. So, 12 treatments, but it, so it's like in the span of like six months, Okay. You do it like every other week. Okay. Right. And then, then it started hitting me. That's, that's when it hit me. Like, okay. I have cancer. Like, what does that mean like and so that's when my mind that's when I broke down that's when I felt like you know not the end of the world or anything like that right. but like it just felt it just hit me hard like 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 you know like a ton of break like just yeah really, like that's what it felt like I was like wow like I don't even know like what to do with this information and then so I asked them I said what about like and then she was telling me you know like some of the like um, side effects and one of them being that you know if you go through chemo like you can lose your period right mm. meaning like you can't it's possible that you can't have babies right mm. and that's the realities of like the chemos right because there's such right. a strong drug yeah um, you know so I was asking so she was like oh you know the options that you have is like that you can go through IVF um and I was like, okay, so what does it look like? She's like, okay, I'll, I will connect you to an infertility um, clinic. And I was like, okay. I kid you not. Like, uh, so that meeting was like on a Thursday. And then on right. Saturday, or sorry, on Friday, I got a call from the fertility clinic. And they were like, okay, so when can you come in? And I'm like, huh? And she oh, was wow. she's like, well, she's like, I was told that you're going to start your chemo in March. So I have February to do the IVF process. And I'm like, uh, okay. So she's like, can you come in tomorrow? I'm like, uh, sure. So I write, so it's like back to back. So like, wow. yeah. So like I got better from the surgery. I literally got better. And then I'm starting this whole new IVF process. And I don't know if you girls or, you know, like ladies know about like the whole IVF process. Yeah, but it's, yeah a process. it's a process. That's, That's process. why I'm like, That's why, what? But you just came out of surgery. Yeah, <laughs> you just left the hospital. That's why I say women are such strong beings. Like we do not give Absolutely. each other credit. Okay. Absolutely. Like, the stuff that we go through and we put our bodies through, like, you know, never mind just like, yes, even the giving birth part is, you know, just significant on its own. But the um, fact, thank you. <laughs> the fact that, like, wow. it was like, you know, unexpected periods every month, like, come on, like, what, what animal, what, you know, what living, breathing animal, like, never mind humans, but just any animal bleed every month for no reason. Like, thank women, you. Right? Like, we truly are we are a magical we are magical creatures we are <laughs> we really are that's crazy see okay you came out of surgery you just yeah. healed up and now they want you to come in and to start the 
IVF, get needles. Like even the chemo, like I had to start it within a certain amount of time after my surgery. So there wasn't such a big window, right? So, and I was all for it because I'm like, okay, like, but even timing wise, like, it was just so crazy how everything happened back to back. I'm actually very thankful that it happened that way because, like, I don't know what would have happened any other way, right? Right. And so, yeah. like, literally February, I went in, I got the drugs that, you know, like the needles and stuff. Yes. That you have to yeah. Yeah. With. I got the drugs. I, you know, started, and it was just weird. Like, I got my period. So, like, you know, everything was good. So, like, you know, I went, I got the drugs. I started doing that, like, literally, like, that night. I went in, like, every week or, like, every um, every week to, like, go for my blood test and sound. And then literally at the end of the month, I was going in for my egg retrieval process. Right. Thank God. And then, you know, my husband and I were like, okay, like, let's do this. You know, we're good. In parallel, Mm -hmm. it overlapped with the time that I had to start my chemo. So I was like, what if they don't get any eggs? You know, like, I was so worried. Yeah, Yeah, like, I, you know, doing IVF is one thing, but now, like, you know, I have to wait till, you know, like, and stuff right so I was kind of like upset I was going through a whole range of emotions in my mind um you know I was like what if like this doesn't work out you know but my husband was like trust the process you know it wouldn't have happened this way if it wasn't meant to be you know that's right yeah I started my first chemo and you know the other thing like I had a lot of other like you know close friends or um you know family members of a friend of a friend like all sh- wanting to share their stories of like their loved ones that they that went through chemo process as well right but mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you right now like it's not helpful I love I love it and I had to kind of like take it with a grain of salt because yeah. their journey and my journey would be so different exactly right? yeah. it's, it's two different things yeah different and apples and, and oranges yeah, and when I heard about like you know my girlfriend and like her journey because she went through breast cancer, oh wow, I was like, oh man, I thought I honestly so the the night before my first chemo treatment, I could not sleep. I was, I was like petrified. Right, like, absolutely. I was expecting the worst, like because you know just hearing the stories of like my girlfriend and like people I know and their stories, those stories started coming in like, you know, haunting my thoughts and clouding my mind. And I was like, Oh man, like what if this happens to me? And what if that happens to me? And Oh my God, I kid you not. I woke, I, I think I got like one hour of sleep. Like I finally fell asleep, like exhausted. And I woke up and I was like, Oh my God. And like, I couldn't shrug it off. Like I could not, like let that feeling go and mm. then I went to my first treatment and the I, I felt so embarrassed and the reason being I was in that waiting room and I saw you know like people so much frailer than me so much older than me so much braver than me and they're all going through it and I was like why did I even bother like thinking of all these things like you know and then I sat there and I started my first treatment and thank god everything went smoothly it was just like love like love support mm-hmm. from like you know that you get your from your family your friend like the energy yeah you, um yeah like that's you know like laughter like yeah. music. Mm-hmm. I don't know 
things that like it's so basic like it's very <laughs> very basic but like that's like uh, that like helped me heal you know I like that. yeah i went back to like zero from like yeah, every, yeah. you know and, and then it made you realize everything that you have right like didn't even matter you know yeah. like, what it? like i was like i don't know like it, yeah. i don't know this whole journey really shifted my mind in a lot of ways definitely now that you know going through all of that yeah. how do you fill your cup daily because now you know sometimes when you're in a high frequency which is what i feel happened you know when you think of things like love and ha- and laughter mm-hmm. and happiness how do you continue to fill your cup so you don't end up feeling drained, drained or you know feeling like you know i'm not mm-hmm. you know in the best energy that i can be in how do you sort of restore yourself into feeling you know better you bet yeah Oh boy. When you said, how do you fill your cup of tea? I was like, with green tea. <laughs> Girl, sometimes Listen, that's it. Green tea goes a that's long tea way, child. It's great. It's an I awesome. Okay, but can I just tell you something about green tea that I learned? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's okay. I did first of all, I didn't know that there was different types of green tea. Oh okay. yes, girl. <laughs> uh, but apparently there's one called a ceremonial, which is like mm. a first harvest of a green tea and this has like the most nutrients and it's really you know like green tea is overall good because of its antioxidant type of you know like uh, thing right but apparently ceremonial first harvest green tea is probably the most better of the green teas so i've been really enjoying it so i was just like you know, I want to share that with you because I think, you know, I'm glad you did. But- <laughs> try that one. Yeah. No, I will. I one. seriously, after we're done, yeah, I'll try that. that. Um, and and yeah. that's it too. Like, do you feel that you've made any changes mm-hmm. in the way how you live your life now that you've been through what you've been through? Um, yes. Yes. Yes and no. Um, so, okay. so so an interesting, I don't know where I read this. It was an article, somewhere in the article or something or like, um, but they were basically comparing us humans to a plant, right? Mm. And so, you know, like think of like how, what, like a plant, right? Like think of right. their environments and like the nutrients that they get, you know, be it the sunlight, be it yes. clean water, mm. be it soil, right? But like, think of all the nutrients that they get to grow and thrive and like you're only as good as the environment and the surrounding that you put yourself in and so humans are very like that too right so like we are really dependent on the environment and the surrounding that we we surround ourselves in right and the people around ourselves in right and so for me if it was any big shift or change i would say the primary thing would be just taking it day by day now you know like i'm not so fixated on like the future like i mean of course there's like you know like the five and ten year plan or whatever right right you know like i'm not so perplexed with like things that i can't control you know so like i couldn't really be bothered if like if i if it's been beyond my control i'm just like whatever like i don't (laughs) yeah exactly yeah exactly 
a little bit more simplistic in the way I do、mm. things, in the way I, you know, like I went through even like cleaning up a lot of the things that I have, like just living a little bit more minimalistically. Like, that's good. Yeah, just really question, like, do I really need this? You know,、yeah. like, like, How is it going to affect me if I don't have it, or how does it affect me if I do have it? You know, right? Yeah, if, if I'm so bothered by it, like I'll just leave it be, you know, right? Um, but yeah, I think that's really changed in terms of like how I think things. Yeah, the word、Love、simple,、that. I think, is probably one of our favorite words it, here. It、really、and、is. you did say your husband said to you, trust the process, which is another、yeah. saying that、mm-hmm. we love to <laughs> say.、Yeah. Literally, I think, we, yeah, I think we literally say it every week, every single week. <laughs> Your best, I don't know, the best advice you've ever received or the best piece of wisdom you've ever received. I know that. <laughs> oh boy.、Um, I think I think understanding your surroundings and your environment、mm-hmm. and you know, really just surrounding yourself with the right people. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yes.、Like、um, that is so important. Like,、Very. you know, because what you go through in life, like, you know, you can go through anything in life, obviously.、Oh, right? yeah. We're just wired and built to survive as humans, right?、Yes. So, like, you know, but, but, but by surrounding yourself with that environment and the people that will, you know, make you thrive is really. You know, probably the hardest component to find in life. But, you know, surrounding yourself with people like that will only make you thrive and grow just as well. So, really, like that plant concept, right? Like surrounding yourself with、yeah. you know, people or like the, you know, whatever that is around you, right? And、yeah. like, yourself. so that's so important. And I 100% agree with that. I love that because, very, you know, like you said, you know, like the plant. Theory that you had, which、mm-hmm. is so awesome.、Um, unlike the plant, we can pick up ourselves and, and we can, yeah, we can change, we can change our environment. Our environment.、That's、we can、true. change our life. We can change the people that surround us.、Mm-hmm. So I love that. I think that that's something that、um, everyone should sort of keep that in the back of your mind that you, you have the ability、yeah. to do that. Bright Mindset Project. How do I help? I'm a mindset and spiritual guide and an energy healer who uses unconscious mind modalities and spiritual well being practices to help my clients experience identity breakthroughs after experiencing identity crisis. If you want to learn more, visit brightmindsetproject.com. And while you're at it, visit us on Instagram. Handle Bright Mindset Project. I look forward to having you join our community and I look forward to working with you. Now, let's get back to It's All Connected by Her Castle Girls. If you enjoyed our conversation, Be sure to listen in next week. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We are on YouTube and Instagram. Just search our handles, Hercastle Girls and Bright Mindset Project. Check out our website, brightmindsetproject.com to book free clarity calls and see what one-on-one group programs are available. Stay bright.